0: Money FM eighty nine point three, best of prime time. Market view on Money FM eighty nine point three. Good afternoon. I'm Chua Tian Tian with your market view today. We want to take a closer look at the EV industry. Now, when it comes to electric vehicles, many might think along the lines of New BYD and Tesla, basically sedan and passenger cars sold at high prices. But did you know that one Singapore-based company is doing just the opposite by rolling out the first e-tuk-tuks in Cambodia? What are the reasons behind this move and which are the overlooked areas of the EV market? Well, let's find out more from Kay Wu. He's the CEO of MVL Labs and also on Ion Mobility. Now, you might also know him as the person behind blockchain-based ride-hailing service Tada. Now, Kay, thanks for joining us on the line. Hi, thanks for having me. First of all, tell us a little bit more about your e-tuk-tuk business. What is your business models? Do you make your own e-tuk-tuk? Are you selling the tuk-tuks or are you offering tuk-tuk services as part of TADA's right-hailing fleet?
1: Right, so okay, so we are actually offering this uh, tuk-tuk service uh, through TADA ride hailing service in Cambodia. But we actually uh, took a look at the market in Cambodia uh, like back in 2018 and then we decided to actually electrify the uh, drip So actually we are producing the electric drip uh, here in Cambodia. And then we are uh, selling the vehicle to our drivers uh, with the financial product that we are combining together with our strategy investor. And business model behind the of this is a uh, very simple and straightforward two things, manufacturing the vehicle, and then we uh, sell this vehicle to our driver with a uh, low interest rate financial product. And then on the, on the other side is actually, we are providing the energy infrastructure. It's not charging at home. They're actually coming to the station and swap the battery. And this uh, swapping battery energy infrastructure business, we are working together with uh, energy uh, players such as PTT and Total Energy.
0: Mm. So, okay, just so that uh, it's simpler for our listeners to understand, uh, would it be right to say that you produce your own e two tuks and you sell them just to your uh, riders per se or your fleet of drivers who will be driving these uh, three-wheelers all around Cambodia? Is it right to understand it that way?
1: That's right. So we produce it and we sell uh, to our uh, Tata platform driver, but also any individual or any other drivers who can purchase uh, from us. And then they are also free to drive for other platforms if they want to. And interestingly, uh, we uh, prepare this vehicle for their commercial use, but interesting things are happening here in Cambodia. And individual families and users, they come to our uh, office and then they are purchasing it for their personal use.
0: Hmm, sounds very interesting, what is the price point if I may ask?
1: So the MSRP, the selling price is uh, now 4999 and this is like a competitive price for the drivers for electric vehicles and now we're giving a, a more discount for the driver as a first mover
0: hmm, So Okay. very interesting, I just want to find out what made you decide to go into e-tuk-tuks of all types of EVs what are the opportunities that you see in there? Right, so
1: our decision is like uh, it's quite simple and straightforward every time we make a decision it's all about the uh, decision of uh, expanding uh, the benefit for our drivers. Uh, when we opened services here in Cambodia, it was quite interesting that uh, a little bit different and unique uh, culture here in Cambodia, uh, people are using a uh, three-wheeler as a public transportation every single day. And if you go on the street and you can hail the three-wheeler very easily, it's cheap and it's safe. And uh, if you look around the compound only, and that there are more than twenty thousand tree are running around, and it's very genuine decision for us to electrify this vehicle uh, and host them into our platform. To for the future uh, uh, development.
0: When it comes to three wheelers, I, I would suppose one in, one would think about Thailand and its fleet of tuk tuks. Why did you choose to enter Cambodia at this point in time?
1: Right. So first thing, a Thailand three wheeler. You 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 think that a uh, three wheeler is the most uh, let's say common transportation for the passengers. But you if you talk about uh, that transportation in Thailand and Bangkok. Only a couple thousand uh, uh, three pillars for the mostly yeah, tourists. Those local uh, people who's commuting from home to work, they don't use three pillars. They use a motorbike or whatever. Mm, I see. And, yeah, yeah. Mm. So and,
0: yeah. So it's mainly to to um, cater to the uh, regular people, the men in the street in Cambodia. Yeah.
1: Right. So it's like here in Cambodia, it's like uh, three pillars is a like public transportation and it's in general like it's everywhere. And the reason why we came to Cambodia is like actually entering into Cambodia is not a genuine decision that we firstly planned. Uh, but I was invited to one of my uh, Japanese partner, and then they wanted to meet to visit their office to see their operation. And then I came to Cambodia, and then I was surprised that Cambodia is like very well developed. Now is that like they're growing super fast and. Almost all people using smartphone to call the vehicle and they call the taxi and then there's no taxi company here. So all taxi companies went bankrupt ever since the starting of the, uh, this platform service era.
0: Mm. And uh, well, I understand you have a pilot partnership with Hyundai and also CP Group at this point. Tell us more about the pilot. What is the current fleet size? What are the insights from the trial? Right,
1: so um, currently we are testing with the CP Group in Hender Globus with the last mile delivery for the 7-Eleven and the Lotus and Macro. But interestingly, CP Group, they already finished the testing of this last mile delivery with the, uh, let's say, small cargo version of vehicle because they concluded already that um, this old motorbike delivery with a grocery or fresh uh, ingredients delivery is not sufficient enough. So they are seeking for the uh, new alternative transportation that they can actually fulfill this requirement. And so that happened to be we, uh, uh, we were the one who only making this electric 3 pillar and cargo version as well. So we sent a four vehicle and six vehicles and the four vehicles are being tested on the Seven Eleven 11 delivery, one for the Lotus, one for the Macro. Now it's testing.
0: Hmm. So it's right now in the testing stage, uh, let us know when will the e 2 tooks be fully operational, what is your target fleet size, how big or how profitable do you expect your e 2 took business to be in the next three to five years?
1: Right, so right now currently we've actually produced uh, more than uh, 400 vehicles, a passenger version and it's up and running here in Cambodia first and the tested version for our cargo we sent it to Thailand for six vehicles. As of now we're testing it but we are expecting to fully function in the cargo version next year, first quarter. And then we are targeting to deliver uh, close to 2,000 plus units of cargo version, including Thailand and Indonesia next year. For passenger version only, for this year, uh, we are planning to deliver uh, close to 2,000 vehicles here in Cambodia.
0: Wow. Okay, one would think that the Cambodian market is more of like a blue ocean at this point in time. But how do you view your competition? So many big players out there.
1: Right. Um, so I would say, uh, if you only talk about producing the electric vehicle and selling it, and uh, there are lots of different players who's doing it, but interestingly, it's like there is no one who's actually producing electric three pillar and selling it for the commercial use and um, for the passenger use here in Southeast Asia. So as a first mover, uh, we are actually setting up the uh, unique local practice with including the energy infrastructure approach together with a partner. So because of this unique approach behavior and that we're setting the standard together, so that actually gives us the competitive advantage of first mover. So that's how we see it. And, you know, there's no such uh, thing lasting forever, but now we are having more uh, advantage of it as a first mover.
0: Pardon me for asking this question, but I, I got to ask you since you are here, How easy is it for, let's say, players like new players like BYD or Tesla to just come in and to make a three-wheeler?
1: Well, so it's actually uh, making three-wheeler, to be honest with you, technically, it's not that hard to make it, but the unit economics is completely different from four-wheelers. So Tesla making three-wheeler, that doesn't make any sense because uh, this three-wheeler is actually made for specifically for the commercial use but the Tesla is for the passenger users and high-levels people. But the, the three-wheeler, if you don't have your own soft power, let's say, for example, like ride-hailing platform like a TADA, that you wouldn't want to make it because it's, it has a very slight margin. But if you have any value-added uh, synergy that you can create with the platform, you wouldn't want to do it.
0: Mm, so you are creating this based on the synergy you see with your ride-hailing platform, TADA, at this point, yeah? Exactly. Okay, if you're just tuning in, we're now speaking to Kay Wu, CEO of MVL Labs. He's also CEO of Onion Mobility. Now, K, I Kay, I also want to touch on charging infrastructure. How convenient is it for users to charge your E22? I understand you don't do charging. So changing out the batteries, how does it work?
1: So it's it's very uh, it's very, very easy to change the battery. So this as a as a first mover in this market, like we are actually firstly educate the drivers to come to the station and change the battery and simple and go so it's like you go to the gas station and you fill the gas and you go you go for the road it's the same so drivers comes to our station and then our operators actually have to change the battery and then they go it's like two to three minutes of operation of changing battery and then they just go so with our within our energy station so we're charging like a 500 plus batteries at the same time so whenever they come we serve them
0: Hmm. And how big do you target your infrastructure, charging infrastructure, to be given your target fleet size?
1: So it's going to be nationwide, it's going to be everywhere. Uh, The reason why we can do this is because we are working together with the PTT and Total Energy. As an energy infrastructure player, They also uh, want to diversify their own energy portfolio with the electrification and also the battery infrastructure and charging infrastructure. So with the help of them, we just need to focusing on the expansion of our platform and the vehicle coverage. And then they are the one who's, who's helping us to cover the whole energy infrastructure together. So it's just only a matter of time.
0: Hmm. Okay, market observers, they were saying that the Russian-Ukraine war is disrupting supplies of rare industrial metals used to make EV batteries. What are your thoughts on this?
1: So, uh, to be honest with you, the price of batteries is actually increasing and price of those car parts are also increasing. But every condition is uh, for the same for everybody. It's not just only increasing of the battery price, but it's also the increasing of gas price and LPG price. Everything is going higher. But the energy price is even much higher going much higher than uh, the battery price. So all in all, uh, drivers are uh, who's driving the electric vehicle is actually they're saving more money than uh, you know gasoline or a gas vehicle. So all in all it's good, but we have to deal with it anyway.
0: And uh, what is your outlook for the EV market in general, both for the likes of Tesla, new, and also for e tuk and your, your value proposition? Where do you foresee growth in the next three to five years?
1: So I, I think that it's just only a matter of time. The full adoption of EV is actually it's already been happening uh, in like in European uh, countries. Uh, some other, let's say, for example, Sweden and the, those Northern Europe area there, like adoption rate of EV is like more than 30%. And it's just, it's just only a matter of time and um, those EV players uh, there will be lots and lots of different uh, star players will coming like a uh, Tesla and Neo and but one thing for sure is actually if you become just only a producer of electric vehicle, you will be ended up just becoming uh, just a one only, only OEM player. But if you do have your own soft power, such as platform or like Tesla, like autonomous vehicle, cutting edge technology you have, then that will give you uh, additional value. And then people will value your own electric vehicle and also the platform together. Then that's the way that that we can actually have a better future.
0: Mm. And finally, just before we go, okay, any exciting plans, upcoming developments that our listeners should know about?
1: well so first quarter of next year so i cannot well, my my pl team wouldn't let me uh, say anything uh, specific but first quarter of next year there will be lots of lots of interesting things will be introduced uh, energy infrastructure and the uh, new types of vehicle but also before the end of this year there will be a uh, big news as well so but stay tuned but i cannot tell you <laughs> okay
0: mm. all right and uh well one very quick thing how how can they invest in your company going forward? Are you going public anytime soon in the foreseeable future?
1: Mm, so we are planning to go public if everything goes well. So, but first, first thing first, we need to actually go through this uh, downturn of uh, economics like this year and next year. I mean, after we go through like 2023. We see, uh, we see that uh, there will be a huge opportunity for us as well. So 2024 and 2025 would be the time for us to think about and prepare for the idea.
0: Thank you very much, Kay. That was Kay Wu, CEO of MVL Labs and On Iron Mobility, joining us on the line. Thank you very much. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation and risk
1: tolerance.